Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I look like a fat guy. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That's right. Arbitrary questions from Judge Jonathan Harrison. He will hand out points based on who can kiss up to him the best, thinly veiled with answers to the random questions that he has. All hail Judge Jonathan now entering the court. All hail indeed. Yes. Let's see how he does on his judging before we hail him too much. No, you can trying the kissing up before we even get started with this whole thing. You can hail away as long as you want, as much as you want. Let's start off with Antonio Brown, the topic we've been discussing for pretty much all day. What would you do if you were the Raiders with Antonio Brown, boys? I would, um, and I am not absolving him here. He he's got something wrong. I mean, he just he needs some help. I get that. Uh, but the first thing that I, I would do if I was Oakland is I would go to Antonio Brown and say, Antonio, today we made a very important decision. We have fired Mike Mayock. And Mike Mayock will not be working here. You won't have to deal with him. Because you acquired him and you knew that he was going to be a pain in the ass. And now you've got this guy who's a complete fraud trying to control him. And I would tell John Gruden, do your job. You you handle him. This whole thing is a joke. And so step one is not suspending him because you knew he was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. You acquired him. Step one to me is is telling Mike, Mike, in fact, you know what? I would go if I were, if I owned the team, what what's his name? Davis. Mark. Mark Davis. Bad haircut. Oh, terrible. I, I, would, <laughs> I would call, makes my haircut look fantastic. I would call NFL Network and I would say, can Mike please ha- have his job back? Because I just terminated him. He's gone. That that was I, it's it's a joke what they're doing. So mine goes very similarly along the lines of Judd. I would start off. I would rescind the fine that Antonio Brown was given. So the fifty thousand dollars is is back in his pocket, and then I would find Mike Mayock a hundred thousand dollars just to, to show Antonio Brown that this isn't a uh, like he's going to feel some consequences. And then after he pays that fine, I would fire Mike Mayock because he doesn't deserve to have a job for the way that he has handled this. And then I would do my very best to make sure that Antonio Brown is playing football for my franchise because you're paying him a lot of money. He is a top five receiver in the NFL. He's an all pro type guy. He needs to be on the field for you to look remotely like a competent offense. So that's my plan. I would just sit down with Antonio Brown and say, uh, what do we got to do to get you happy and on a football field? 
And then once that happened, I would keep on doing whatever it took to get him happy and on a football field until he stopped catching footballs and scoring touchdowns for my team. I certainly would not try to change him or get into a measuring contest with him when he objects to me trying to change him because that's just stupid. Yeah. Well, where I agree with Danny is getting rid of Mayock. I like Danny finding him and then firing him after he yeah, pays the, 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 the only strong. problem I have with that is that's going to get you sued by Mike Mayock and his representatives, and it's going to cost you a lot more than $100,000. So, Danny, I do agree with you, but I'm going to give the point here to Judd because he just has firing Mayock and getting rid of him. He doesn't and I got his old job back. Incurring a lot of, I'm a giver. Well, I don't care about him getting his old job back because he wasn't giver. really that good at it. To begin with, he said Blaine Gabbert was a good quarterback. Well, he said a lot of things. I, I believe he, he also said that Deshaun Kaiser might have been the best quarterback from the draft that he came out in. <laughs> who he now has. Yeah, who he in Oakland. Well, congratulations to him. I hope Nathan that all Peterman. works out for everybody. Nathan Peterman. So Judd's getting the point there because he's not incurring the additional fines. What is, Great decision. for our second question, what is the NFL Hill you're willing to die on? The unpopular opinion you have, past or present, <laughs> that no one is ever going to change your mind on. Jay Cutler was a Hall of Fame talent and on his way to being a Hall of Fame quarterback when he had his career sabotaged and sidetracked by what was at that point a joke of an organization, my Chicago Bears, who gave him no offensive line for the vast majority of the time that he was in Chicago, changed his offensive coordinator and somehow found him a worse one year to year, and gave him no weapons until they decided to go and get Brandon Marshall. Devin Hester was the number one quarterback for Jay Cutler. Now, there are three things you can do. To ruin a good quarterback, you can not protect him and give him a crappy offensive line. Check. You can give him a different and bad offensive coordinator nearly every year. Check. And not give him any weapons to throw the football to. Check. That's a hat trick for the Bears in ruining a Hall of Fame talent caliber quarterback in Jay Cutler. That's the hill I will always die on. Hall of Fame talent? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Danny. Mine is not one I'm still willing to die on because this has since passed and my franchise is in a much better place now. But I was of a very strong opinion that the Browns should never let go of Josh Gordon. As long as he was ever going to play in the NFL, it should have been for them. No matter how many times he was going to be suspended, he should never have been cut or released or traded or anything because you didn't want to see him go live up to Again, and I think saying this is less controversial than saying Jake Cutler was a Hall of Fame talent, but Josh Gordon has Hall of Fame talent. He just doesn't have a Hall of Fame mind. And you didn't want to see that. You see another franchise reap those benefits, which the Patriots very well may. Fair enough. Problem is you gave them to the Patriots. Well, that was I. That was not the hill that I. I wanted. <laughs> so wait, so you are them. dying on that one, or are you? I mean, I you were. They now have Odell Beckham Jr., so I'm cool. <laughs> like, like, let's be honest. Josh Gordon really talented. So where is that? So you Beckham Jr. Oh man. Ah, uh, so th- can th- this be one going forward as well, yeah. or just one going backwards? Anywhere. The hill that I am willing to die on at this point is the realization that Kirk Cousins was an enormous mistake. But at the time, I defended it. And so I look foolish now. It looks dumb now. But I said, you know what? He's the best quarterback out there that you could possibly get. And I defended it at the time, and I thought it was a good signing. But now it obviously wasn't. So I was wrong there. My hill was incorrect. 
Kirk Cousins is an enormous mistake. Well, at that price, he was. All right. At that price, I he like was. And, and I don't think it turns around now, but at the time. Even if they win a Super Bowl? Well, I'm or saying. Or does that I don't think, just like I'm saying away and go it away? Just go, it goes away then. But I'm saying that I think, I think now, in retrospect, the hill that I was going to die on at the time was the wrong hill to be on. Fair enough. I think the hottest take here is Jay Cutler was a Hall of Fame talent. That's. Bold that, but, he, but he believes that. Yeah, no, he believes I it. I mean, he's... For, no, but I'm saying, like, there's no... Yeah. Bo- both of us are being wishy-washy here. <laughs> I definitely was. I've said a lot of things that... But, I mean, you, you've said uh, since the day that you started the station that you love Jay Cutler. Yeah. Hall of Fame talent. That's a bold one. Hall of Fame talent. That That's a good one. That gets me. That's, that's going to win today. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think he very much deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) The bold enough take, you might as well win the point here. Last question for today. Outside of your team that you cheer for, what is your dream Super Bowl matchup for this coming season as we head into the opening game tonight? Hmm. Oh, I've got mine. I've got mine. My dream is never going to happen, but my dream would be the Patriots, which is boring, but wait for it, and Detroit Lions. <laughs> Matt Patricia against Bill Belichick would be so much fun and so delicious. And I would, you know what? Sometimes being wrong is great, right? And I hate Patricia. I mean, I don't hate him. I think Patricia's a joke as a coach. I think he's another Belichick guy. That Belichick tree is just, it's, it's a disaster. Like, it's not sort of bad. It's not, there's so many guys like Bill Walsh had the great tree, right? I mean, you've got all these guys. Parcells, I think, had a decent tree, certainly. Um, no, it, it's actually a good tree. But Belichick's coaching tree's been awful. But can you imagine the lead-up to Lions-Patriots? Can you imagine that Super Bowl press conference? Oh, it'd be just delicious. And, and they wouldn't say anything. And they would be and it would be uncomfortable. And I, I've never gotten the feeling, and, and I might be wrong here, but I've never gotten the feeling that Bill is really happy for his underlings who go on to decent oh, no. things. No chance. Right, but I, but a, a lot of coaches, you do feel like, oh, man, he's proud, right? Yeah. Like, like I thought Bill Walsh was always proud. and well, then you want your guys to get their opportunity. And then Mike Holmgren, I always... Right. Like, Mike Holmgren, I always thought was very proud of the tree and how yeah, Gruden's gone here and Andy Reid's gone there. And Belichick, you always think he's like, yeah, that son of a buck. He left me and I don't like him. Anyway, Patricia Belichick Super Bowl, just a dream come true. Hmm. That's really good. I mean, I was going to go like, I was going to play it straight and just think of two teams who would make for a good, entertaining football game. That just seems like kind of a bad answer now after what Judd did. So now we're looking for drama and storylines. Is that how it's something or, go- or goofy? Whatever your dream Super Bowl is. <sighs> Raiders? Like, and, <laughs> like they get this whole Antonio Brown thing catches four, figured out. Catches four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Catches like 80 touchdowns this season off of, off the arm of Derek Carr. And every time he just stares up at wherever Mike Mayak is sitting and just looks at him and just gives him the finger. So you said this can't include my team, right? <laughs> that would be great. I like how Jonathan piled on with That would be outstanding. <laughs> yeah, it can't include the team that you chair for. So in your case, the Bears. All right. So I'm going to say Raiders as one, just because how great would it be if Antonio Brown had a pro all pro season and led the Raiders to a Super Bowl and gave Mike Mayock a big middle finger the whole way. And then in the NFC, who's a team that's just a train wreck in the NFC other than the Lions? So I don't steal Judd's answer. Hmm. Let me think about this. For Cardinals. A Cardinals are a train Cardinals wreck, are... But, I, but I don't know that that's got. Well, it's got King. It's it's got, it's got Ryan Gosling basically. That's true. 
Yeah, you know he's what? Dashing. He's such a good looking. You man. have all your players. You have all your major players that you need for a good movie. If you if you get the uh, if you get Raiders and 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 uh, and Arizona Cardinals, I'm gonna go Raiders and Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I know I probably don't have the winning answer here, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, Judd's going to win this point, but I'm going to go <laughs> in the NFC. The New Orleans Saints are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but Drew Brees suffered a very Carson Wentz-esque injury towards the end of the season, so Teddy Bridgewater is the one that leads them there. Oh, Matthew Collar would be crying oh, on the this. Matthew Collar would be crying on the air. The New York Jets represent the <laughs> AFC. Because the Adam Gase press conference at the Super Bowl, I can just imagine what his eyes would do with all of that media and all those cameras there at the Super Bowl. That's my my dream matchup. Googly eyes. Exactly. Oh, that's a really good one. That's It's tough to beat, but Judd found the winning combination here. Bill Belichick versus Matt Patricia. And just <laughs> Matt Patricia at the Super Bowl press conference telling everybody to sit up or get out of their weird costumes that they're wearing. Do you know how insufferable night? he would become? Oh, it'd be terrible. But because he was insufferable when he stunk. Yeah. Like last year, they stunk and he great. was insufferable. I just don't want to see Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl, though. I don't know why. Why not? I don't know. His wife was uh, sick or something. I think it'd be nice. Be nice I, he me. doesn't I bother know. me a bit. Stafford is not the problem to me. Well, Judd, you win today. Judd, you get the point for... Thank you. Pitting Matt Patricia versus Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl. Bill would be so unhappy. He'd be just, he'd be so mad about it. (laughs) Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and that handy-dandy, nifty, totally free Score North mobile app where you can stream all your favorite Score North shows live. You get points that add up enough of those. You get rewards from us here at Score North, because we love you. You can also download and subscribe to all your favorite shows and podcasts from us here at Score North. Leave us those sweet, sweet five-star ratings and all the nice comments because you love us back. And it's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, like the work of Danny Cunningham and Judd Zolgad talking about all your favorite Minnesota sports teams. NFL season kicks off tonight. It's been a very football-heavy show, which I think it should be today, guys. But, Judd, you thought... With the NFL season coming tonight, uh, we should make some outlandish NFL predictions. Which I sort of just did by trying to uh, trying to will the Detroit Lions to a Super Bowl for the first time in yeah, history. Yeah, we kind of started treading on this territory in cram session in the previous segment. But I'm assuming you're going to go in a different direction with your outlandish NFL prediction that might actually look genius come well, that, January. That's what I'm saying. Let's pick things that that have a shot of happening. Now, I don't think the Detroit Lions... As much fun as I think it would be for Bill Belichick to face Matt Patricia in the Super Bowl, I don't think the Detroit Lions have any chance in hell of making it. But let's start with Danny. Let's go around the room. And this might involve your Cleveland Browns, Danny Cunningham, because it certainly could. They're a viable contender. I'm not sure if they're going to be as good as people think. But nonetheless, and let's make outlandish predictions that we think actually have a chance to come true in January. So I'm going to start this off with one that could look really foolish. It's, it's about someone that's made people look foolish and foolish and foolish years and years and years. But I think that this is the year we finally see Tom Brady decline. We finally see the Patriots. Mm. They still make the playoffs. They still win the AFC East, but the magic is not there. They win the does, AFC does he East. Fall, does he fall off the cliff entirely? He doesn't, he doesn't entirely does he sort of fall decline? off the cliff. But there, you can tell that he's not what Tom Brady has been. They still win their division because that division's in my opinion, a dumpster fire. I don't think the Jets are very good. I don't think the Bills are very good. And the Dolphins are tanking for Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So, That's very good. Thank you. 
I think that Tom Brady is going to start to decline. I think that this is the New England Patriots are one of three teams in the NFL since 2010 that have not played on wild card weekend. They do this year. They don't get home field advantage. They don't win the AFC. Tom Brady starts to decline. How serious a decline are we talking? Well, let's let's say on a scale of one to ten, Tom Brady is a nine as far as quarterbacks go right now. I think he's down to a six, really? which is good enough to win in that division. But I think he's down to a six, and I think that there are going to be legitimate. And is that it then? There are going to be legitimate questions this offseason. I don't know if he retires because I think Tom Brady is a very proud well, man. More importantly, does he not want to retire? And does Bill finally tell Robert Kraft it's over? That, could, Bill, that I, could be. I think, I think my, the first my prediction decline, is Bill that, would like to do that. Don't is you guys? That's going to be a storyline this offseason. Interesting. Mine is this. And I was one of the people who, when the Giants did what they did when they drafted Daniel Jones, I pointed and laughed and made all the jokes that everybody else did about them taking this guy who nobody saw going that high in the draft. After watching, and I know it's just preseason. Don't get hooked. I know it's just preseason. But seeing some of the throws that this kid can oh, make. Oh, no, you've done it. You got seeing hooked. some of the throws oh, that this kid can make. The first try was free, but now I'm going to charge you after this. He's going to get that starting job. He's going to take that oh, starting job no. from Eli Manning before the season is up. And we're going to be looking at Daniel Jones going, this might be something. They might have something okay, here okay, in so Daniel Jones at quarterback. What's something? Yeah. What's something? When you say they might have something, what might they have? Well, I can't really put numbers on it because I don't know at what point he will take that job from Eli Manning. But he will take that job from Eli Manning because Eli Manning is hard to watch play football at this point. <laughs> he really is. I'm sorry. That's What is the conversation next offseason about Daniel Jones? Is it similar to the one or how does everyone feel about him here, next offseason? Similar to the way that the world has kind of felt about Patrick Mahomes entering last year and Baker Mayfield entering this year? Is it like that, or is it something different? I'll say this. Next offseason, we're going to be saying, man, they got Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. If they can put some pieces around those guys, the Giants might have something here. Do you know how insufferable Dave Gittleman is going to be if that happens? (laughs) Because he already thinks he's a genius and he just is annoying. Do you know how insufferable that man is going to be if Daniel Jones turns out to be a player? Super insufferable. If, if that's the case, then my dream Super Bowl matchup next year would be the Browns and the Giants, and Odell catches the winning touchdown, and then Dave Gettleman goes back to miserable. Hmm. All right, I've got... I'm not saying he's going to be rookie of the year or that the Giants will be in the postseason. I'm just saying that a lot... So like, what's the record? A lot of people's opinions of Daniel Jones will, will start to turn before the season is over. Give me the record. Okay, I'll put some numbers on it. Daniel Jones takes the takes the job by week seven and wins. I don't know when their bye is. So let's say they have nine games left by then. Sure. Uh, he goes five and four. Okay, that's fair. Not too much. I'm still curious in Danny's world if Brady starts to decline, if Bill can get Kraft to advertise. That. That's going to be the question of next offseason. Because that's been going on since Garoppolo, right? Absolutely. There's Ooh, definitely I also a power think it's overrated. Sure, sure, but there's a power struggle there. Yes, without. But question. the power struggle is not with Robert Kraft; it's with Brady and Belichick. Yeah, and Belichick is so calculated and so cruel and cold-hearted that there's no doubt in my mind that there's no player that he ties himself to if he doesn't think that player could absolutely maximize the potential of his team. This is going to be one of the first players that I think Bill is a year late on rather than a year early in getting rid of. But because Bill is the master at that. 
But Bill will say that wasn't his fault. He'll say Kraft stuck me with him. And he might be right for that. Because I do think Bill wanted to... I think when that whole thing got ugly and went down a couple of years ago or so, I do think that Bill wanted to transition to Garoppolo. All right, so here's mine. I think Frank Reich can coach. I think the Indianapolis Colts have some components of a halfway decent team. I think their offensive line, unfortunately now, it's so sad, because if Andrew Luck had been given this line for, for the entirety of Andrew Luck's career, we probably wouldn't be talking about him the, the fact that he up and retired a couple weeks ago now. Nonetheless, I think because of where the where the culture position and the division in which they are positioned in, they're going to win the division, and the Indianapolis Colts are going to win at least one playoff game and possibly make a really? very surprise run. Well, the question is, can Jacoby Brissett? I was just going to ask, play? are you predicting big things for Jacoby Brissett? But also, but also, I think because that offense works and, and the protections for him should work. Remember, this is the potentially. Believable but still off the board prediction. I think the Indianapolis Colts make the playoffs and win at least a playoff game. I had them as possibly my AFC Super Bowl pick when Andrew Luck was still the quarterback. I think a lot of people did. And I think that they still are in a position to be a, a decent team. We are all assuming Jacoby Percept probably can't play, right? I don't know about can't play. Well, I think he's, he's, he can't play at the level. He I think can't he's play above at the level average. Andrew Luck. I think he's above average. Okay, so he could so and and that division. If, if you look at that division, that division's pretty wide open. I do believe, right? Yeah, I mean the Tennessee Titans. Do they on some level do much for you? No, but Deshaun Watson does. Yeah, but I think Bill O'Brien's. Uh, uh, I don't like Bill O'Brien that much. <laughs> I just fair. don't. And, and they got and they got Tunsil now. They released Khalil and they got Kenny Stills. Yeah, and, and Will Fuller's going to be coming. Hopkins. They got Will, Will Fuller, Fuller back. comes back from an ACL so, injury. So, They've got weapons. I'm telling you. I'm not saying that this is an ironclad great prediction, but if I'm going to go off the chart a little bit, I still think the Colts are probably better than we think they are. Luck is a huge loss, but I don't think that I don't think they're an incompetent franchise still. Hey, uh, while we're talking about bold predictions and and things that that could happen this year that not a lot of people see happening, did you guys see the Athletic today? They pulled all 44 of their NFL beat writers about. Who would win each division? Who would win conferences? Who would get individual awards? And for the NFC North winner, mm-hmm. out of 44 beat writers at The Athletic who cover the NFL in some capacity, 26 of them voted the Vikings to win the NFC North. And that's a wide margin because the Bears were in second with 11. And then uh, wow. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers got seven votes. The Lions were shut out. But that's... That's a lot of people who know football picking the Vikings to win this division by a wide... Like, more than half of the 44 are picking the Vikings to win the division. Going into tonight's Packers-Bears game, I have no feel for this division. I don't. I don't either. I have no feel. I I can't sit here and pound the table. The only thing I think I know is I think Detroit, despite the personnel upgrades, is still going to be... Detroit. Dysfunctional and Detroit because of Patricia. That's what I think. If you said, okay, tell me what you know about the division, I would say that. I know that the Bears' defense won't score as much, but still is good. But Trubisky, I do not know. The Packers, defensively, I think are better, but I'm not positive. And and can can Rodgers stay healthy? And are his weapons good enough? And the Vikings? Cousins, I can't tell you. Statistically, he's coming off a really nice statistical year, but I saw him enough to know not to trust him. I can't tell you for sure. 
So I can't sit, sit here and say, man, I think that's dead on accurate, or say, wow, that seems off base. There's got to be something that 26 out of 44 writers are seeing, though, right? There has to be something. I, I personally am I'm of the opinion that this division is going to be decided on how well Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur get along. Agreed. I think that that's what is going to decide who wins don't the NFC North. Don't you think they'll get along fine, though? I don't. You would think he you would have really gotten along he, fine with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that got stale, though. Sure. That's a long-time marriage. But it's it's also, this is a young coach with an older quarterback now. This is a quarterback right, so that if has you're the been coach, around the block. Shut up and do what the quarterback wants. And that's essentially if what Matt, the Packers have been doing, and it hasn't worked out for them for the last two years. Yeah, but McCarthy, they butted heads, though. And they're... Yeah. There were games that went on between those two. That, to me, was a longstanding marriages, and marriages a lot of times get stale and and old. And plus, keep in mind, too, McCarthy actively was involved in the decision that saw Aaron replace Brett. And so he sort of cultivated Aaron. And I think when the day came where Aaron's like, hey, Mike, don't need you, Mike was like, oh, no, you do. But if Matt LaFleur does not sit down, shut up, and listen then you got. Then he is not the right hire. How likely do you think a first-time head coach that wants to prove his worth is to do those things, is to sit down and shut up and let Aaron Rodgers run the show? Because when it's your first chance at it, and you don't always get a second chance at it, and there are only 32 of these jobs, and if it doesn't go well for Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, he probably won't get a second crack at it. Do you think he's not going to want to do what he wants to do? But how can you not know that you have a generationally great QB who's who's getting towards the end, but certainly is not at the end? And here's the only reason why I think you might be right. I don't like how the Packers are run now. Mm-hmm. Ron Wolf was unbelievable, like off the charts great. Sure. Uh, when, when Bob Harlan was president, he hired a lot of good people. But Mark Murphy, who, who's the president now, as I, I think both you guys can attest, thinks he knows football because he played college football and he played some in, in the pros. And so their GM now, Brian Gutekunst, is really not a GM. He's sort of a lapdog, I think, for Murphy. So to your point, that's the only reason why I'm concerned because the Packers for years and years were, well, for years and years in the 70s into the 80s were completely dysfunctional and then got it right. And now it feels like it's trending wrong again. But if you're Matt LaFleur and you don't say... Aaron, what do you need? Need a glass of water? Need a glass of wine? Do you want a banana? Whatever you want, I'll go get it for you. Then you are an idiot. Well, it's a question, and I don't know if these are two different things, if the, if these serve two different interests, but it's self-preservation. Like, do I want to get along with Aaron Rodgers so that I can be here for a long time? Or doing things my way and what I believe to be the right way. And I don't know if those are, like I said, I don't know if those are the same or if those serve different interests, but if you're Matt LaFleur, that might be what you're asking yourself. Like, do I do what I always thought I should do when I finally got this opportunity as a head coach, or do I consider self-preservation and just do whatever I have to to get along with Aaron Rodgers and make sure he's happy? So when you sat down, so when when LaFleur came in to talk to the Packers brass, so day day one, and they're going through candidates uh, to replace McCarthy. And Lafleur sat down. Don't you say to him, "All right, you you are we think a good young offensive mind. How can you how can you listen to Aaron and work together? Because it's got to be a collaboration, right? Sure. Like if you didn't, if you thought to yourself, Matt Lafleur is going to bring his system in, and this is going to, then you're just dumb. Because this is the this is going to be Aaron's last chance here for, for the what the next four years you think is fair? I don't even know if it's that many. Three the way his body's years? been lately. Okay, with with the injuries he's but dealt you, with, but I think you it was needed a to. Window. But you saw how the relationship between 
Rodgers and McCarthy disintegrated and eventually blew up. So if you didn't say to Matt LaFleur, here are the problems that occurred with Mike. We need to know how you are not going to have these problems and how you are going to tailor what you do with your good young offensive mind, but your basically co-offensive coordinator is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And if that wasn't the conversation, then you're morons. I... And you might be. Do you, you think, might. Do you think that's what the conversation was? Because I'm not confident that I'm not well, confident that's what it if was. If it was Ron Wolf, then yes, I think that was the conversation. Not, but it's not Ron Wolf, so I don't know. But football just drives me crazy because back to the Antonio Brown thing, it drives me nuts that these people, time and time again, think what I do is going to work. It's like no. Listen, tailor things towards your personnel. It, it's not that hard, right? It, it can't be that hard. It can't be that hard to say. It's what you would think. I can adapt. It's Aaron Rodgers. I do think it's incredible. Now, if it's Mitch Trubisky, then okay, go ahead and make some changes. I don't. I do think those jobs are probably incredibly hard. But they. That being said, they overcomplicate it sometimes. They make it even harder than it already is. Yes, and they do it to themselves by by having such a belief in what they want that they don't listen yeah, to smart like people. You thought you were going to change Antonio Brown. Right. You really thought you were going to change Antonio Brown when you brought him to Oakland. But what I also don't get is, if you go watch Andy Reid, old fat guy, right? And he's been coaching for a thousand years. But I think it's pretty obvious that he got fired after 15 years or however long he was with the Eagles. He went to Kansas City and he adjusted and adapted Yeah, really well, I think. If you're a young coach, how do you not say, well, Andy Reid's been doing this for a long time, and he's been successful. Why? Because he can adjust and adapt and change. And so, and football just seems to be the one sport where they, the, so many people, young and old, at times get stuck in the mud, and it's like, what are you doing? Oh, uh, quickly. Yes, sir. Uh, to, uh, to shift to baseball, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Jose Barrios, after what we saw last night, your feelings on the stages of trying to get him back to to being, and I'll stick by what we talked about on uh, Wednesday show, on being anywhere close to being your game one starter, your confident playoffs. I still think that they make him the game one starter, but I have zero confidence in him being able to turn it around or to play well on that stage. Mm-hmm. No confidence at all. Nothing he did last night showed me that this is the guy. Nothing he did. And it's been like that since the All-Star break for the most part. I think there was some movement in the right direction. We've, we're seeing his velocity get back up. I mean, it was the it was the reigning AL MVP who took him deep twice last night. This, it's not the first time Mookie Betts has done that to somebody. And Eno Saris, we talked to him today on Score North Live. He's, I brought up that point to him, and he said, yeah, well, he's going to have to face a lot of good hitters in, mm-hmm. in the postseason, which is a good point. But we now have a good start under the belt his previous time out, and now in his last two starts, We've seen the arrow pointed in the right direction again in terms of his velocity. Is he back to being Jose Barrios, the guy who you're going to need him to be for October? No, but I think we're moving in the right direction. They're clearly working on lots of things, too. The changeup, as Patrick talked about, uh, until I until I can sit here on the show and say he would clearly be the guy to start game one, though, I, I'm nervous about this. And if the playoffs started tomorrow, I'd still start Pineda, and I hate saying that. I can't be saying that. I don't think they would start Pineda, I don't but not, I think well, it'd be the right decision. They might not, but they should. And I want to be ba- I want to be where we're all on the same page, where we can say Barrios can start. And there's still enough where where it's 
There, if this comes down to, you know what, Jose, come November, just take a month off. Like, quit pushing cars around. I don't know if he's just get, getting tired. And and uh, Glenn Perkins on baseball today on the Twin Show was fantastic on mm-hmm. breaking down lots of things. And it does seem to come back to the fact that it's either dead arm or physically, forget the arm, his body's just tired. But whatever it is, you've got to harness away. This this now, to me, becomes more important than than the conversations about Sano. I think your most. I think your two most important guys that have to play for you consistently for years to come to maximize your potential success with this current group. Not Miguel. I think it goes Barrios, Buxton, Buxton, Barrios. However you want to go, one, two there. Those are the two guys you got to figure out mm-hmm. how to either keep them on the field or from Barrios. Get a full year where he is. Uh, and this is not to say that he can't struggle at times because he's going to. That that would be ridiculous to be like every start has to be great. It's not going to be. But where you are comfortable with Barrios in saying that this guy is your number one pitcher, your ace, and a consistent all-star, sure, he has five bad starts or four bad starts. Take take your pick. But Barrios and Buxton are the main talking points to me. I'm not losing any sleep over Jose Barrios yet. Partly because I'm not that worried, partly because of my, my pillows. Well, that's because you're sleeping good on my pillow. Well, I'm sleeping really good on my Can I have one? My, 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 no, you can't have one, Jeff. Well, I'm not sleeping well. You can get two of them, two premium my pillows for just uh, $29.99 a piece right now. That's it? At ScoreNorth, or not at ScoreNorth.com, at MyPillow.com. <laughs> that's one of seven <laughs> great deals that MyPillow is offering ScoreNorth listeners right now to thank you for helping make MyPillow so, so successful. Also included is the MyPillow Body Pillow, which I started using a few weeks ago. That normally is eighty five sixty eight. That's now just twenty nine ninety nine. I'll do the math for you. That's more than 50% off. Wow. All this as a special thank you from MyPillow for helping make them successful. All you got to do is go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special tab. In the top right corner, you'll be directed to a special page where you can pick from and select on seven of MyPillow's products just by using that one promo code north including like i said the my pillow body pillow 8568 normally now just 2999 and of course you can still get a two pack of my pillow premium pillows for just 6998 that's just 3499 per pillow judd so get your own huge savings on seven of my pillow's most popular products including the original premium my pillow and the my pillow body pillow just go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener tab in the top right corner check out all the great offers pick out what you want enter just one promo code to take advantage of all those great deals north at checkout. Save big now on your favorite MyPillow products. Give them a call at 800-620-4439 or that website again, MyPillow.com and that promo code north to take advantage of seven great deals from MyPillow. 548 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download and something you can download from us is Minnesota Sports Rewind. We've got some new episodes up now. Based on the 2009 Vikings season, it's been 10 years since we went on that ride with Brett Favre, and we're doing a deep dive into every aspect of that 2009 Vikings season's season. Join Sage Rosenfeld, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolget, and Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind, the 2009 Vikings edition on demand anywhere you find podcasts, or just go to scorenorth.com and click on shows. That's Minnesota Sports Rewind. That's been your Score North download. Now back to the final segment today of Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan, on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. It is uh, Judd and Rami today. Danny Cunningham in for Phil Mackey. Hi. 
And uh, if you don't know, Danny Cunningham hosts something we call Cluster Fun here on Score North. You can watch that on our Twitter page, at our Facebook page. Either you two want to be on tomorrow? Our Twitch page. You you do know that for a while that's going to be the last one, right? I don't know that I can ever do Cluster Fun again after what you said yesterday. Well, I think tomorrow is going to be the last live one. And Pub Why? Uh, because of Vikings vent line starting at 10 a.m. on Monday with Judd Zolgat and myself. Well, so I'm going to say no to the last one. I'm going to say, I'm, gonna say like I'm not doing it. I think because... we should have a reunion. I think it should be me, you, Judd. Why can't you do it? Because yesterday on Cluster Fund, I was gracious enough to come in here early and do Danny's show. And I told Danny I will uh, be sitting on my couch tonight. Somebody pats himself on the back. I was gracious <laughs> enough. Yeah, such a good teammate. All while he's wearing the sunglasses inside. Yeah. <laughs> you are a you-know-what. Blind. <laughs> so I told, I told Danny I'll be sitting on my couch tonight with a deep dish pizza and watching my Chicago Bears taking on the hated rival Green Bay Packers. And Danny started off his bad takes by saying deep dish is trash and it ba- is. and basically lasagna, to which I said it is certainly not trash, and calling it lasagna isn't really an insult because lasagna is delicious, so go ahead and call it lasagna if you want to. It's freaking delicious. To which Danny said, Judd, yeah. lasagna isn't even in his top five Italian food power rankings? Nope. And then proceeded wow. to list off his top five power food rankings and included garlic bread and breadsticks in the top Amazing. five. Those aren't Italian food, <laughs> and those aren't main dishes. They are Italian food. No, they are not. Italian main, The Italian main dish is carbs. Is it not? It is carbs. Everything in, in Italian can't. food is carbs. You can't. Yes, you I can't can. put two, yes, I you can. can't put two of basically the same thing that they aren't are even the, the main thing. dish. They are not the same you can't. There's a lot of points I agree with and hear and disagree with. I'm not a fan of deep dish. Lasagna is amazing. It's in the top five. But garlic bread and breadsticks are not the same They're thing. They're both bread flavored with garlic. No, no, no. no, no. no. Everything the producer just said is spot on right. There you go. Everything he just Someone's said is right. A couple Except points for the lasagna. No, no, lasagna. Mrs. Mrs. Zolga just made a pan of lasagna two nights ago and and gets wiped it out. Mr. Zolga. Stella. Oh. No, Stella can't eat it on her little tummy, but I certainly could. Lasagna leftovers don't stay left over for long. They are eaten in the next couple days. And by the way... It's marvelous cold as oh, well. It's, it's so good it's cold. Good. It's so good cold. Da- Danny's out of line. I, I slightly not. disagree You're with way out of line. Give me your top five. Just nailed everything. You said you've been working on this. You said you've got a top ten that doesn't been, include lasagna. I have been adding things that are better than lasagna. How and can you say that? Number, number one, number one, Rami agreed with me. Pizza. Pizza is number one. Pizza is number one. Yeah, firmly in all above its forms. Look. All Italian. No, not deep dish. I'm a Chicago a normal style pizza. guy. A pizza that you don't need a fork and knife to eat. I'm a Chicago that's how you style guy. Pizza. But give me any pizza, and it's number one. Any pizza other than Chicago style. Pizza. Any pizza, and it's number one. <laughs> but that's number one. The yeah, rest of these the are board. in no particular order. But we're two through ten here. Okay. <laughs> We follow in no particular order. This but is the Magic Johnson ranking? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are they alphabetical? Is this going to be an alphabetical order? He's quickly reorganizing. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> chicken Parmesan. Better than lasagna. I don't think so, Absolutely man. better than lasagna. I don't lasagna. think so, because one has beef and pork versus chicken. I'm taking beef and pork yep. every time. I like, I like chicken Parmesan, but... Yeah. Chicken lasagna Parmesan wins. Lasagna right. wins. Better dude. than, better than lasagna. Chicken Alfredo, or whatever Alfredo you like, if you like fettuccine I Alfredo, I might like, put whatever, whatever type of, of Alfredo you I'm like, Alfredo Maybe. is better than lasagna. Maybe. Jonathan again. 
By the it's way, okay. before before he continues on his list, I just yeah. want to remind everybody: Danny is Irish and from Cleveland, and skinny as could be. I am one eighth Italian from Chicago and formerly three hundred twenty pounds. Just want to put the credentials out there of who should be talking about. And Italian you're wearing food. sunglasses inside. Carry yeah, on. that's a big with point. a coffee stained Urlacher jersey. <laughs> That's I mean, what, I'm not saying you have a lot of credibility, but Danny's really shooting his down. That's what makes it. But carry on. Keep going. Spaghetti. It is the classic. Love spaghetti. It's spaghetti the classic. Great. Love spaghetti. It's the classic. Love you cannot oh, have, you cannot have lasagna Whatever. above spaghetti. Spaghetti is poor man's lasagna. No, spaghetti is the classic no, Italian dish. It's pasta and red sauce, and when you do it in lasagna, it's much better. Do you have meatballs? Meatballs there's, is on the list. Oh, there's, you've yes. got to have meatballs. But there's meat with, in lasagna. But it's it's not the same. Just asking questions. The spaghetti needs meatballs, though, right? I I think you need to put them together. Yeah, you can put them together. I had them separate for for this list, but sure. Four six three, like a meat bolognese. Six four three. I'll take a beef bolognese. Garlic bread. How can you not have okay, garlic bread? This, 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 this is where the flaw starts. It's not even a main dish. Garlic dude. bread it is, doesn't need, it never specified main dish. Garlic it was Italian bread is food. what you have with your yeah, favorite that is Italian true. dish. This list isn't main dish. It wasn't, it's it wasn't Italian the power food. rankings of main dishes. And it's not now, even, whether it's, it's Italian it's, or not. It's not, it's not even really Italian food. You generally have it with Italian food. Yeah. When, when like you think garlic bread, it just you think goes Italian with something, food. though. Yeah. Like, I would never separate it. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go home and just eat garlic bread. <laughs> I mean, you it's could weird. put in a six-pack of Texas toasts in the oven. Oh, I'd be happy. I'm settled, man. I have I'm some a Texas toast garlic I'd bread in my freezer right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could you eat that whole thing. deep dish, I'd come over, but... <laughs> Breadsticks. Yeah. Breadsticks are also amazing. Same okay, but they no. combine with something I have a buddy, Nate, who just texted in. They're not the same. It's the they're same not thing. the same thing. It's the same exact They thing. are not the same thing. Breadsticks. If they were the same thing, Olive Garden would offer unlimited garlic bread, too, and they don't. Breadsticks and garlic bread are not the, sa- oh, they're not so the same thing, but they go with other things. Sure, but this wasn't a like main dish thing. I feel like your list needs some work, Ravioli. but I hear the spirit of it. Ravioli I like ravioli. Sure, yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, the ravioli. These are all like children. I'm you know not going to insult one. Is? You know what ravioli is? Better than lasagna. Ravi- ravioli is... I, I disagree on that. It's I a think bite-sized it. lasagna. Lasagna. bite-sized lasagna. A good lasagna to It's me, two layers of pasta better. with meat and other fillings inside. It's way it's better. It's, it's way a better bite-sized lasagna. lasagna. How can you say it's way better? Because I just did. No, but I was way better. It tastes better. So you're saying a ravioli is a lasagna? Basically, Yes. It's a little lasagna. It's a whole lasagna you can fit in your mouth. It's not. It is. Nope. Yep. Not even close. Totally is. Italian wedding soup. Stop. Yeah. I'm, Italian wedding soup. You're done. Awesome. You're done. Is this show done? You're finished. And I Italian, Italian sausage to round out the list. I don't know if Mackie is here tomorrow or not. I don't want you here. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> That's fine. I do not want you And you won't come in here. for cluster fun, Rami? No, I'm not Judge, coming in for cluster in? fun. I don't know. I'll check my schedule. I might be, I, I I might, might be enjoying a lasagna I might go with Mackie and say that carbonara. Pasta carbonara is better than spaghetti lasagna. at home sitting waiting for me, and I'm so good. super pumped. You guys so should have good. seen how I, I just absolutely plowed it, that lasagna last night. Oh, oh so man. Second day, too, so the tastes were more meshed when in. When you get home and there's a hot pan of lasagna. Oh, by the way, yeah, I combined it with pizza. Oh, Ooh. you're living the dream. I had a bowl. I had three pieces of pizza and a huge <laughs> slice of lasagna in a bowl. We got to go. That's Judd Zolgad. I'm Rami Makloff, Danny Cunningham. I don't know who's joining him on Cluster Fun tomorrow because it won't be me. Go Packers, right? On the other side of the glass. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North. Go get that mobile app. It's cool. Three inches at a time. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world. Like the Nissan Leaf. It can move racing forward. And take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. 
we learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.